Hello, my history nerds, and welcome to the Historia podcast. My name is Stephanie, and this is episode six. It's cold in here. And uh, this is part three of our four-part Eon series. So if you haven't heard it yet, please check out episodes four and five. Uh, Before we get into the episode, I really just wanted to take a chance to say thank you to everyone who has still supported me while I've been taking this um, very extended break. We had a lot of issues that were going on within uh, the family and just some, you know, just some other things that were going on that I needed to essentially step back and try to figure out what's what to do and how to handle everything. So I greatly appreciate your patience. Um, but I'm happy to get back into it and I hope to bring you guys um, episodes more often now. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can find the links to our Instagram um, and our blog, buy me a coffee, um, Patreon might be up on there soon. Um, we have a YouTube channel that we're currently working on and, um, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll, I'll be able to, um, bring you a lot more, you know, goodies so that you can watch and listen and all that sort of fun stuff. Um, and links to all of that and more will be in the show notes below. Um, but yeah. So let's get into the topic of our uh, episode today. Uh, the Proterozoic Eon sorry, spanned from the first appearance of oxygen within the Earth's atmosphere, and it ended just before a massive increase in complex life, such as um, trilobites or corals. And the time frame for this eon spanned from about 2,500 to 541 million years ago and is divided into three eras, the uh, Paleo-Proterozoic, Mesoproterozoic, and Neoproterozoic. Um, and uh, if you've listened to the other two episodes, you would then know that the eons are further broken down into eras and then periods. Um so the Paleoproterozoic era is divided into the Sidarian, the Riocian, and Osarian, Oro- sorry, Erosian, and uh, Cetharian. The Mesoproterozoic is broken down into three periods: the uh, Calimian, um, Ectasian, and Stenian. And then finally, the Neoproterozoic is broken down into um, is also broken down into three periods, which is the uh, Tonian, Cryogenian, and um, Ediacarian. Listen, these names, these names are something else, man. Um, so, as a result of the events during this eon, the Earth transformed resulting in an oxygenated atmosphere, and there were several glaciers that formed during this time. Um, Also, as a side note from what I found during my research, is that we, as humans, have fucked up the planet so much that the glaciers around the world are melting at an astonishing rate. Like, it's essentially increased so much that the actual sea level has risen 
um, about 21%. So please stop fucking up the planet because I would like to live my natural life and, you know, just fucking recycle, man. Just put it in the blue bin. Call it a day. (laughs) Sorry. Um, During this eon, it's hypothesized that the Earth went through a snowball effect, that we find false uh, fossils providing us with evidence of the first apparent life forms on Earth. There are more records of events uh, during the Proterozoic era than previous eons, um, and that's really just because of the layers of sediments that have been found all all around. Um... During this time, the tectonic plates were really doing something. Like, they were moving. Um, And so they essentially broke apart into... I'm not sure if a lot of people remember this, but there was a YouTuber um, back in the early days of YouTube. His name was Just Rain. And he talked about the goodbye circles. That's essentially what the tectonic plagues were doing they so they formed three um (laughs) goodbye circles um so the first moved towards the north uh north north pole uh forming what's called the columbia supercontinent and that was at some point around um uh, 1590 million years ago around 750 million years ago the Columbia supercontinent began moving towards the equator, and that's where it met up with the Redina supercontinent. And, you know, they joined hands, and about 420 million years ago, they started moving towards the the southern pole. And as they did that, they started huddling up together, and they created, you know, a massive sort of supercontinent. Um, so before we get into the breakdown of events in each era, what I wanted to focus on was a, uh, the significant event that I really wanted to focus on for this eon is the accumulation of oxygen. So even though we talked about oxygen being, um, produced by photosynthesis in the, um, Archean eon, it really wasn't enough. So you can't, you can't sustain any sort of life form um, with the amount of oxygen that was being produced. And that was really just because there was a vast amount of unoxidized sulfur and iron just, you know, around the place. So evidence found in sedimentary rock indicates a significant increase in the amount of oxygen that was produced above out 2 billion years ago and it's essentially one of two possible events that caused this to happen and it's that there was um a lot of these chemical sinks um became exhausted or there was an increase in carbon sequestration which is removing amounts of carbon from the atmosphere and storing it the Paleoproterozoic era spanned from 2500 to 1600 million years ago, and this is the longest era 
in Earth's geological history. So, according to uh, paleontological evidence, so Ross Geller, um, the Earth's rotation moved at a rate of about 20 hours per day. So that made a calendar year 450 days. At the beginning of this period, there were many tiny um, little creatures known as anaerobic organisms. Um, I might be mispronouncing that wrong. Um, And these little tiny creatures were capable of surviving without oxygen because they had the necessary means to produce what they needed to um, survive on. The amounts of free oxygen that lingered during this time was still filled with quite a lot of toxins, which were obviously very harmful to creatures. Um, And it caused them to die in what's known as the Great Oxidation Event. Um, That essentially made it the first um, mass extinction in the Earth's history. And the only animals that were able to survive um, were, you know, the ones that were resistant to... um, oxygen and stuff like that and uh, or they lived in an area that um, lacked oxygen. Uh, This era also marks the emergence of the eukaryote, an organism whose uh, cells have a nucleus enclosed in a nucleus envelope or as I um, wrote it down in my notes, a brain and a sack. which is not original at all, but, you know, eh. Um, So the Mesoproterozoic era occurred from 1600 to 1000 million years ago. While we have fossils and geological evidence of events that occurred during the Paleoproterozoic era, there isn't as much as one would like um, for this specific era. Um, However, there are significant events that um, mark this period of time. Um, So at some point, the Columbia supercontinent began to break up and that, as it moved towards the equator, formed the uh, Rudina supercontinent. Um, We also see the development of the continents and tectonic plates. so there are certain areas around the world, such as the uh, Grenville or Jenny, um, which is a mountainous, um, a, a very mountainous region um, that essentially stretches from Labrador in Canada. It goes through Quebec, southern Ontario, and it goes down a portion of Mexico of the states into Mexico. And it's actually found in Scotland as well. So it shows an area that was, you know, connected um, together. Um, I will try to find pictures of this and I'll have them that up on um, the Instagram and my blog as well. 
So you can find links to that um, in the show notes below. Uh, during this time, we also find fossilized evidence um, of uh, the eukaryotes. And it actually shows evidence of um, sexual reproduction going back all the way to the Stenian period. Okay, sidebar. I am the most immature fucking person in the world, so anything that has to do about sex, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, <laughs> ew, that was a horrible laugh. Oh, it's gross. Oh, it's so fucking gross. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. I'm composed. I'm, I'm well behaved now. <laughs> um... So, as mentioned, there's fossils, sexual reproduction, um, but besides that, there's really nothing much that we can tell from this, um, from this point in time, um, but obviously, hopefully, you know, in the future, they're able to find more evidence and we can get to understand that point in time, um, a bit more better, um, but now we are going to move on to the Neoproterozoic era that spanned um, from 1 billion to 541 million years ago. And this is the last era before the, um, the, pan, uh, the Panerozoic Eon, which is the subject of our next episode. Um, so the Neo, uh, the Neoproterozoic era is quite significant because technically this is the last era before our current eon. Um, so the first point in time for this, uh, for this era is the, um, Tonian period, uh, which lasted from 1 billion to about 720 million years ago. Uh, the beginning and end points for this period aren't well defined, um, but still the end date seems to roughly correspond with the beginning of the cryogenian period, which obviously we will get to in just a moment. Um, based on geological evidence, this period is the last point, uh, point in time where Earth saw a lack of activity. Um, the Redina supercontinent that we had just mentioned um, began to break apart. And once it did that, there is a 1% increase in the amount of oxygen in the Earth. Uh, during this time, green algae and seaweed began to appear. And one of the only ways, essentially the only way that these two forms of life were able to survive the upcoming ice age was because they were so, like, they were at the very bottom of the ocean. Um, so they were able to obviously avoid the, um, the colds. Uh, the cryogenian period came along and spanned from 720 to 635 million years ago. And scientists believe that this time frame corresponds with the first glacial episode that was about 750 million years ago. Um, this period lasted for 85 million years, 
and for about 65 million years of this time, a vast majority of the Earth um, was covered in a layer of ice. Uh, the longest glacial period lasted from 50 to 60 million years, um, and this is known as the um, as the Stuarton, uh, Stuarton, um, and there was that was followed by a smaller um, glacial period, which lasted only 15 million years. So you know, small. It's believed that these snowball effects were caused by volcanic activity because the tectonic plates decided to move and essentially go their separate ways. Flora basalts emerged because of the increase of magma, which resulted in weathering. Um, while weathering has multiple definitions in this specific case, it refers to the, maxim the mass amount of carbon dioxide that is essentially pulled um, from the atmosphere. And so scientists believe that because of the amount of carbon dioxide that was moved, um, this caused the plant's greenhouse effect to weaken, leading to the earth essentially freezing. <laughs> um, and it was so cold that there was evidence of, um, glacier deposits and ice formations near the equator, um, which is actually absolutely insane to believe as a West Indian girl. And when you go back home, you know, every so often, because, you know, the country that my parents are from are very close to the equator, you are dying. Um, <laughs> so that's insane to think that at one point in time there was ice all in this area as well. Uh, there are two hypotheses for what happened during this period of time. One, which is the snowball earth, where the earth's surface was completely frozen and covered with ice, or the slush ball earth, uh, which is where a portion of the earth was covered in ice. Um, any form of life could, survive, could have survived uh, the situation by staying close to like these heated vents that you would find or if you're in an area that had a lot of sunshine and stuff like that it would have made the ice very thin um, and it would be able to melt and allow you to have some form of um, of life. Uh, climatologists believe that the amount of carbon dioxide released when the tectonic plates moved allowed for the ice and snow to melt, and that essentially ended um, the cold periods. Um, it worked because the carbon dioxide would trap heat near the Earth's surface, and that would essentially help the Earth um, thaw. Uh, like the Taunian period, the oxygen levels increased because of the movement of the tectonic plates. Um, and yeah. Uh, so this now brings us to the last period of this eon, which is the Adia Karen. Adia Karen? Yeah, it's Adia Karen. We'll just go with that. Um, 
This is the first point where we can find the evolution of multicellular animals, uh, such as the Edicarian fauna. Fauna or fauna? It's one of the two. Um, which is essentially a soft-bodied invertebrate um, found, well, essentially everywhere. And it actually still exists today, which is nuts. Um, but on the other hand, the ice uh, is essentially gone. And there is a significant increase in the amount of oxygen within the atmosphere and in the ocean. Uh, during this time, there was a lot of tectonic shifting, and essentially the plates were playing some weird, sort of really weird version of bumper cars where they would bump into each other, create mountains, and steal some of each other's land. Um, so, you know, I don't know, whatever floats your boat. Um, about 600 million years ago, there was a uh, another mountain uh, building event known as the Pan-African Orogeny. Uh, this small series of events was created when a portion of the Rodina supercontinent collided with a Crichton that would later become present-day Congo. Um, and at this point in time when that happens, uh, it creates our next big, you know, supercontinent, which is a uh, Panadia, uh, which congregates more towards the southern pole, and they stayed there for about 550 million years until that essentially began to also split, and, you know, that floated away into these continental blocks known as uh, Laurentia, Siberia, uh, Baltica, and Gon Gondwana. Um, but yeah, so that is where we're going to end this episode, um, and we'll pick back up with the episode seven, um, which I will have out in, I, I was going to say two weeks, but it might be before then, which obviously you'll know if you subscribe to the podcast, please and thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can uh, you can subscribe to the Historia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, and um, many other major um, streaming platforms. Uh, so the links to all of these platforms are available in the show notes below, as well as the links to our Instagram, buy me a coffee, and all the other fun stuff. Um, you know, please come say hi, and. Um, I would greatly appreciate it if you could please leave a review for us or rate us on, um, uh, leave us a review on Google podcast or, um, or on iTunes. And, um, you can also rate us on Spotify. You can share the episode with your friends, um, and your family, which I would greatly appreciate. Um, if you'd like to send me an email, you can send that to uh, the Historia Podcast and the number two at uh, gmail.com. And it is during this time that uh, green algae and seaweed began to appear in a, in a unicellular, and it, which is essentially like a multi, uh, an early form 
of um, multicellular organisms. Um, and unfortunately, it it only survived the upcoming like the upcoming glacier or snow ice age. Ice age would be a better word for that. Ice age. We'll call it an ice age. It's an ice age. Um, so essentially, seaweed was only. I'm just gonna refer to it as seaweed, which kind of makes me hungry. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I could use some seaweed. Sushi? Kimbap? Eh, maybe. We'll see. Maybe I'll be wild and leave my house and go get. I'll go get Korean food because God, I could use some of that right now. Maybe I'll put it after. It's like a uh, look at how stupid Stephanie is. <sighs> okay, where was I? 